With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. The wait is just about over. Welcome into this Super Bowl Sunday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings alongside three-time Super Bowl winning executive and strategist Michael Lombardi. Stormy Tony with you. Today is the day, Michael. Yeah. I'm we, pumped. But we still have to wait. Yes. I mean, just a, <laughs> just a few more hours, though. Okay, yes, the countdown continues, but we are so close. And all the way, I also, I cannot help but notice you come in looking so dapper and professional today. You've got the Super Bowl rings on your yeah, finger. Well, if you're not going to wear them today, when the hell are you going to wear them? I love it. you got to make sure you show that hardware to the camera because those things are looking good. Thank you. Um, but then I'm over here looking like total fangirl, like a crazy well, person. Well, you should. I mean, this is a big day for you. I mean, this is you got a lot of, this is why they call them fans. You're fanatical yes. about your team. I've got my lucky you know, leggings on, the 49ers <laughs> Yeah, everything's lucky. Yeah, I mean, so th- this is why so many. You're an example of why so many people love this sport. There's fans that are passionate about their team. You know, the strategy of football, the violence of football, all those things come together, and this is why we are. Lo- the game is so loved, and mm-hmm. so you're just an example of it. So why not wear what you want to yeah. wear? I mean, look, I I, I I don't own any 76er gear, but other than that, you know, I'm a fan too. So I know what to get you for Christmas now. Well, <laughs> I won't wear it. <laughs> I won't wear it. I've been in rehab too many times. That's true. Um, but especially for somebody like me who's born and raised in the city of Las Vegas, that my team is playing in the first Super Bowl here in this city, yeah. and knowing how long we were told forever that sports, especially not the NFL, with gambling could ever work here. Today's a really, really special day. It is. And it's going to be a massive betting day. So let's start to get into it. The 49ers currently still largely a two-point favorite, but we've seen a lot of one-and-a-halves now in the market with that going down. Um, expect a lot of money to come in today. I know we've been talking about this yeah. game for two weeks and previewing it, and there's been a lot of money that's come in, but today is the day that all of the public is going to soar in and get their tickets in. Yeah, I think today you finally, after taking all the information in, people finally make up their minds and say, okay, here we go. And, and certainly you can make the case that if you take the Niners and lay the points, you're saying they're not going to play the way they've done the last two weeks. They're going to they're going to turn it on that their power ranking that we had that many people had during the season. You know, the DVOA, the, uh, the expected all those analytical numbers and the visual numbers said the Niners were a great team. We haven't seen that in the, in the playoffs. Right. 
The Chiefs, we said, were not a great team. All the analytical numbers said that wasn't so good. And yet in the last four games from Christmas Day forward after that Christmas debacle, they have been very effective in playing the style that they want to play. So, you know, this is really a Super Bowl about the last four games. This is a Super Bowl about perception. And I think that's why the line, the book has made a position that they're right with the line, regardless of what Billy Walter says, regardless of what the betting public says. Yeah, Billy Walter said that he had a four-point difference in the power right. rating. He saw the Chiefs as a two-point favorite in this game, and even when he was pressed, asked about, okay, well, is this just a classic Billy Walters where you're trying to move the line one way so you can bet the other side? He said, you don't need to do that for the Super Bowl. So yeah. that's not the play this time around. But. You know, I, I was with Billy Walters one time uh, in my life, and it was right before a Super Bowl, and he was talking to a bunch of people that I know know and it and and the one person that he was talking to wanted to bet the the Broncos in the Super Bowl against Atlanta and Billy Walters said this was in Las Vegas so it was completely legal Billy Walters said they set the line perfectly so I kind of believe yeah. they kind of believe him when he says the Super Bowls typically set the line perfectly. That's why I'm surprised to see that he has a four point spring a, a, a difference because usually these line. I mean, I can't imagine the book. The book's not messing up the line. That's yeah. what bothers me this whole time about just not jumping on on the Chiefs train. And it has been overwhelmingly, like the number of guests that we have had come on this show saying you can't bet against Mahomes and the Chiefs. Interestingly enough, though, especially because to the point that you've made numerous times throughout this week, the Chiefs got here on their defense primarily yeah. <laughs> for as much as we want to talk about Mahomes. It's, which, you know, that's a good question. If this is another one of those games where the Kansas City Chiefs defense shuts down San Francisco and the Chiefs win, Patrick Mahomes has a ho-hum day. Is everybody still going to be coming on their shows tomorrow saying, I told you. Can't, can't bet up against Mahomes and Andy Reid. Oh, of course they are. I mean, that's the narrative that's out there, and I think that'll be the prevailing narrative because he's such a great player. Now, look, here, here's where I do think he makes the biggest difference in the game. If this game gets to the fourth quarter and it's, and it's a game where the Chiefs are in the lead, Mahomes is going to win that game. I mean, he's going to become Mariano Rivera and close him out. Reid's play calling in the four-minute his ability to execute like we saw with the scaling deep throw, 38-yard touchdown uh, completion against Baltimore, that's where they're going to be able to win the game. And so that I do think that scenario is part of the narrative of you can't bet against Mahomes because he can become Mariano Rivera and close the game out. But again, you know, we have not seen him come from behind. And usually that, that rhetoric is always, well, he's led his team from behind. Yeah, it's been interesting. The Chiefs have been great in the first half. Uh, second half really had to rely on their defense offensively, haven't done a ton. Meanwhile, it's been the complete opposite for the 49ers, who have really, really struggled in first halves here in the postseason and then come alive in the second half. And we'll continue throughout the course of the next two hours, previewing just about every angle imaginable in this game. We'll dive deep into quarterback props, into receiving props, rushing props, the novelty props as well. You want Gatorade? We've got Gatorade. We've also got some great guests coming up in about 25 minutes or so. VEASAN's own Mike Somich, host of The Handle, professional handicapper. He's going to give us his favorite bets for Super Bowl 58 coming up in an hour two. VP of operations here at Circa Resort and Casino, as well as the Golden Gate and the D. You see him here on the Lombardi line every single Friday. Mike Palm will join us in studio as well. So get a little bit of insight from behind the book and where the money specifically is going at Circa. Because yesterday night, 
they were at a one and a half, and then I checked the board this morning, and they're at a two and a half. So what must have what type of money Somebody must have come in, in on hard. San Francisco? Um, it might have been Mike Palm's appearance on NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. Did you see that? What? So what did he? What did they he were say talking on? about? I did not see that. Well, they were talking about this amount of money that has poured in on this game and and the betting community and Las Vegas and who could actually better explain it than Mike Palm, you know and. And they, this just overwhelming how much money and the enthusiasm and the excitement. Everybody wants to attribute it to Taylor Swift, and I think it's great. She's done a tremendous job of enhancing the game. But I think it's, I really think it goes back to when Brent, and we're going to talk to him later today, and he's following our show when Brent walked down Sixth Avenue or Park Avenue in New York with Jimmy the Greek and met with Commissioner Roselle in 76 and said, We want to do a segment about betting and and the commissioner gave them the okay as long as they didn't use the lingo i think it's been that combination i mean this is such a perfect sport to bet on it really is is. and today the the best day for it because if you can think it you can bet it on this game (laughs) with all the markets that are available and that's a great tease by the way too because yes you're going to get two hours of us of us here on the lombardi line but then coming up after brent musburger's countdown to kickoff we're going to stick around and ideally get some memories from you and brent um with with regards to some of your best super bowl memories so that'll be fun this is a special day really it's kind of a, a you know i can 1984 you know being being at stanford stadium just, you know, for a kid who grew up in a little beach town in New Jersey to watch that as all those people pour in and, and to be a part of something bigger than yourself was just like, oh, my God, it was just way too much. And, you know, those are the days you think about. And then you think about the hot day in San Diego when I was with the Raiders and we lost and Rich Gannon and I were reminiscing about that. I didn't even know John Bon Jovi played after the game because I was in a complete shock. But you said you can't ever listen to Shania, Shania Twain ever again. Never. Ever. You hear Let's Go Girls and you get a twitch in that right eye. No, I, I don't. Shania's, if I, I just eliminate her from Spotify, she's out. Well played, sir. Uh, Usher today, though, I think that'll be really fun. There were some rumors that he's going to open with My Way because that's how he opens his set here in Vegas. So we'll see if that ends up happening the way that it's all set out. I'm personally disappointed if that does happen because I was fully ready for like an, oh, my God. That's the way I wanted it to start. And yeah. then boom, boom. But neither here nor all there. Right, where are you Let's on the talk. national anthem? Let's go there. I, I was out, Femi. Where are you? Are you the over on Reba or are you the under? So she sings it fast. If you go through, yes, and I know that would be historically quick to be to be sung in the Super Bowl and everybody talks about how this is their moment on the national stage and everybody wants to draw it out a little bit more. But she's done a lot of different national things and we have a lot of sample size of Reba singing <laughs> the national anthem. This. I love it. Adam Burke has a full breakdown on vsin.com. So if you're still in the market, go check that out. But, like, while she has gotten to sing it longer as she's gotten older, it's still sub-90. So I think that's a right-on-the-nose type of a number for this stage compared to how she oh, typically sings it. Oh, you're pulling a Billy it. Walters. They so, set the number so perfectly. They set the number perfectly. <laughs> you're welcome, world. Um, real quickly, last couple of minutes, uh, I want to make sure everybody has the latest on the injury front for this game. Joe Tooney, the stud offensive guard for the Chiefs that missed the AFC Championship, he was officially ruled out yesterday, so Nick Allegretti will be back in that spot. Jarek McKinnon uh, was activated off the injured reserve list with that groin. Still questionable. I would find it hard to believe if he played in this game. Um, and Kadarius Tony uh, expected not to play. So a well, healthy that, that, scratch. That, that is not even – you can scratch expected. There was no way they're putting him on the field. They don't trust him. 
And in the biggest game of the year, you can't play a player you don't trust, right? Which is wild to think after he made such a critical play in last year's Super Bowl to help them win the game. That right. he's they not- didn't really know him last year, right? You know, last year that now they've spent an off season and a year with him, and and he's done everything to not earn their trust. So you know, forget the injury. You know, they're hiding this, hiding that. It's the right move. Now Hardeman's got to hang on to the football because when Hardeman and Buffalo, those two fumbles were critical. And the Chiefs have done a wonderful job of not turning this ball over. Mahomes hasn't thrown an interception since the Jack Jones one in Christmas Day. And all they've done is they fumbled. Hardeman has fumbled twice. They got one of them back in Buffalo. But to me, that's the key to the game. Is you, you, This is a game you're going down with your best players. And you're going down with the players that that, that you trust the most. Sure. Uh, Rasheed Rice also, remember earlier in the week he got stepped in at practice. He was on the injury report. No designation for him moving forward. And then on the 49ers side, George Kittle and Eric Armstead, they practiced in a limited capacity the majority of the week. We're full go on Friday. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan talked about it. No worries about them either. So a pair of 49ers captains with no issues moving forward. Again, this spread is currently sitting two at DraftKings. Total 47 and a half, which from that initial move down from the open opener of 49 has not moved. It has been yep. stuck at that 47 and a half. Um, we're going to hit our first break of the day. We are just getting started, though. So much more to come. And when we come back, can the new kid on the Brock give the 49ers a pretty special outcome in Super Bowl 58? I love that, Stormy. We're going to dive into some Brock that, Purdy props. Yeah, I love it. And, 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 of course, his playmakers. Let's see what the game manager can do today. We'll be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's an Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash you'll get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. 
We're back here on the Lombardi line, and I don't know, Michael, are you going to be grilling up some steaks today over no, at the house with I the got family? A, I got the wonderful invite to my son Mick's house, and he's going to do grilling all this, all the stuff. Wonderful. So I just get to hang out Sit with Sienna. Sit back and relax. Sit back, hang out with Sienna, see what she's up to today, and the two boys, Dominic and Michael. So it'll be good. It'll be fun. They're into it. I mean, they're into it. You know, Dominic will have a, a McCaffrey jersey on, I'm sure. Love Somebody's it. got a Purdy jersey on, so they're... That Michelle, my daughter-in-law, is from the Bay Area, so they're rooting for the 49ers today. Good, that'll be fun. So, uh, and that means you must be on board as well. So we'll all be 49ers I'm on the fans for, today. I'm on the hey 49ers now. today because of the, you know, obviously there is an affiliation for me because of Coach Walsh, uh, and I think you we got a ring on your finger. I for got a it ring today. on. He gave me a ring on my finger, which I all I did was drive around. I listened to Springsteen's "Born in the USA," and I got it. So that's all good. Do you realize that 69% of the bets? on this game it's the highest one-sided total in betting history of the super bowl i did not know that the 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 1819 patriots when they beat that the rams were were the team that everybody was betting in that over about 68 percent but now this is up at 69 percent so well and i could see a lot of some of it and then this is obviously different markets but you know we have it here at 63 percent but there are some so a lot of action, one-sided. Yeah, and I could see today a lot of people saying what they've largely said throughout the course of the week on our show is that, wow, you're getting Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs as an underdog. How could I not want to bet it from that standpoint? Andy Reid has said himself he's never felt like an underdog going into a game. And speaking of just the money that's going to be bet on this game, last year it was a record $16 billion that was bet on the Super Bowl. The estimations for this year, according to Forbes, upwards of $23 billion. (laughs) It's it's ridiculous. I like to think we played a part in that. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah, (laughs) I like that. Countrywide legalization spreading and expanding and the way that, that it has. And that doesn't even include California helps. or Texas yet. Yes, Can you imagine when that happens? It's going to continue to blow up. And it's awesome. I, I love that it's one of those things that has grown the way that it has and we're getting people involved in a legal way versus sure. a lot a lot of other things. In a responsible way. A responsible way, 100%. And so let's get into uh, a little bit more of the prop talk, starting with the San Francisco 49ers offensively in the passing game with Brock Purdy, the game manager himself, his passing yards prop set at 249.5 minus 115 each way on DraftKings right now. Completions, 20 and a half. Attempts, 31 and a half. The most bet prop at DraftKings right now, period, is Brock Purdy to throw an interception. People have no problem laying the juice on it either. Minus 140 right now. But also to go over one and a half passing touchdowns. So they think he's going to be throwing the ball despite what we've talked so much about this being a, a run first game. You know, it's interesting. If, if, if Trevor Lawrence looked as good as Brock Purdy, he would be all everybody would be screaming how great of a pick that was right and and poor brock purdy can't get any love you know he can't get any love and he's going to throw a bad interception look i think this game's really going to come down to the strategy that that kyle shanahan imposes on them one of the things that makes purdy so effective is the fact that they can be in regular people one but two backs in the backfield two a tight end and two receivers but they can get to any formation in football and they can spread the chiefs out and when you spread cheat the chiefs out and you force them debo's in the backfield mccaffrey's in the slot to, to the fan that looks like it's no big deal but to purdy that's a huge deal because he's getting a lot of information before he gets the ball in his hand and that's when quarterbacks don't turn the ball over when they can collect data and get the ball in their hand. I, I was fortunate enough to hang around a lot of old scouts when I worked when I first started in the league. This one scout who worked for the Bengals, Frank Smaus, wonderful man, he said this line to me, and I'll never forget it. He said, you know, when you're scouting quarterbacks, quick-minded is better than quick-footed. Mm-hmm. 
and Purdy's quick-minded. And when he gets that data in his hand, he'll make the right decision. And so I think, to me, it's kind of unfair that we think, okay, well, he's going to throw an interception. Well, there's been a lot of games this year. I think there's been over 10 games he didn't throw an interception. So, you know, it all comes down to the plan, not trying to do too much with the football and putting the ball in the right location. Yeah, I think people look at those would-be interceptions that he kind of got away with a little bit, especially recently in the playoffs, and then you think about the Chiefs secondary. And I, I understand why people are looking at it that way. I obviously, as a fan, am hopeful that that is not the case, but I could see if you made me pick between Patrick Mahomes or or Brock Purdy to throw an interception in this game, I would put my money on Purdy from that standpoint. But uh, we had a good conversation with, with Mike Golick earlier this week. We had the good fortune of having a number of amazing guests on Media Row out at the Mandalay Bay throughout the course of the week. But Golick said to him, the most interesting matchup might be Brock Purdy against that Steve Spagnuolo defense. Take a listen. The most interesting thing to me is what we just talked about, Spagnolo against Brock Purdy. Now, the good thing about Brock is he has a number of outlets to go to. But I think what, what Spagnolo does against Brock, think about what he did against Lamar, and Lamar couldn't escape, didn't run enough. Now, Brock, I covered Brock when he was at Iowa State when I was at ESPN doing games. Brock is knows he doesn't have the athletic ability of like a Lamar Jackson, even though he made a couple of good runs in that NFC title game. But he knows where to get rid of the ball, and he's got the weapons to get rid of the ball, too. So I think that's going to help. 100%. Yeah, I think it is. Look, I think a lot of it is the formations, and that's one of the staples of what Shanahan likes to do. He likes to get in different formation groups because he can be so versatile without substituting. He doesn't have to substitute. He can just play all those skill players. Juszczyk, McCaffrey, Kittle, Samuel, and Ayuk. He's got them on the field at the same time, and he can get into 10 personnel. He can get into 11 personnel. He can get into 21 personnel. And that puts a lot of pressure on Spagnola. whereas the Baltimore Ravens, that wasn't their game. They did not have interchangeable parts. You saw them substitute. They went to 12 with Andrews and Likely. Then they come back, and they're in 11. They put Beckham in the game. And so that gives Spagnola a chance because somebody's up in the press box saying, what, who, what are they in? What are they in? That's the key thing. What are they in? You see it on the sidelines. You'll see somebody holding the card up with numbers. What are they in? What are they in? What are they in? I got to know because he's calling the game based on what they're in. With Kyle, he doesn't substitute. So he moves these chess pieces around, and that requires the Chiefs to get their matchups if they want to play man-to-man. If they want to play man-to-man in this game, it will be a problem for them in the sense of getting the matchups. What they'll end up doing is either they'll go zero blitz and just come right after them and say, you make a play, or they're going to play kind of a match zone where they're going to back off of it and and not get caught in a bad situation. Because if they get the wrong matchup, it could be a big play. So who do you think, based on like the matchups that we're just you know picturing at this point, who do you think for the 49ers in the receiving game will be the biggest beneficiary? Well, he's going to pack the middle of the field. He doesn't want to give Samuel the chance. He, and, and Kittle, I think, has got to be the guy. And he's getting okay. bet seriously. And I bet. And when I was on Russo this week, I loved Kittle on the over catches. I think what's he have three and a half catches? Yep. I love that over. That was one of my favorite I that, bets. I have that in pocket I love that. as well. I think he's got to get the ball a lot today. And so for me, I, I think then Ayuk's got to make plays on the outside. If they try to engage this in a man-to-man situation, and Kyle's able to find the guy in the, in the, against the worst corner that he can go away from Sneed, then they've got a really good chance. Now, this is where they have done a really good job in terms of, you know, with the, with the chief secondary has done a good job of covering. 
But when you look at it, I mean, there's opportunities to make play, especially as good as the receivers are here for, for San Francisco. Uh, Kittle, again, his reception's prop set at three and a half right now, and there is a lot of juice on that over because people keep betting it. Minus 160, the yardage number up to 50 and a half right now. And against the Chiefs in his two regular season matchups that he's had against KC, average 88 and a half receiving yards with one receiving touchdown. So if he's able to continue that trajectory, it'll be a positive. Brandon Ayuk, it was interesting. I was going through some of the ESPN Next Gen stats and like their receiving tra- uh, tracking metrics and for Brandon Ayuk I didn't even know this and you'd think as like a fan of the team I, I I would know something like this they do this um this metric where it's basically the receiver's ability to get open to make the catch and then have yards after catch and it's a zero to 100 score the average is still around 50 he's at a 99 for an overall score and number one in catch score 86 in getting open like that that was very impressive to me because I didn't realize that he was able able to get not only that separation, make the catch, and then get the yards after catch more than anyone else in the league. Because we talk about Tyreek and CeeDee Lamb. and but He Brandon gets overshadowed a little bit by Samuel, right? I mean, people, and he's a free agent coming out. They're going to, you know, obviously he's going to attract a lot of interest, and he has improved. And I think this is where the matchup goes. Okay, so we know Sneed's their best cover guy. Where does he go? We know McDuffie's been a very good player for them. Where does he go, right? So now we got to find out where's Watson. Who's covering Watson? Who's covering McCaffrey if he lines up in the slot? So I think Ayuk has a chance to make some plays down the field. And like I said, if 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 this becomes a spread formation game out of regular people, they're going to have to declare what they're doing. His receiving yards prop 62 and a half, four and a half the receptions number, longest reception 24 and a half, and he is the favorite to have the longest reception in the game at plus 330 as well. We talk about the most bet prop by handle being Brock Purdy to throw an interception. The most bet receiving prop, Kyle Juszczyk just to have a catch. Which he's got to have, right? I mean, he's going to full back in a flat for a touchdown. That's one yard, right? I like it. Yeah. I can see it. We've got to step aside here, but plenty more Super Bowl 58 talk live from Las Vegas, where the big game will be played this afternoon in a moment. Beeson, Super Bowl betting guide is out now. Do not wait. It is the last minute. Find out your perfect wagering options that you want to get in for Super Bowl 58. This year's guide has in-depth team breakdowns, Steve Mackin and Super Bowl simulation and player projections, plus favorite prop bets, picks, best bets from all of our VEASAN show hosts and guests, including how legendary sports broadcaster Brent Musburger is betting the big game. To get the guide and all that VEASAN has to offer, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash pro. But hurry up, hurry up. Go make sure you head there right now. Uh, Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonantoni with you as we welcome you back. Live from Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino, this is the Lombardi Line. Happy to bring in great friend of the show who usually we have remotely on, Mike Somich, VEASAN host of The Handle here, um, as well as on DraftKings Network. And right after the Super Bowl today, you and Matt Brown are going to be breaking down all of the props that cashed, that didn't, reaction to the game. It's a, it's a huge day. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, fi- I'm glad we finally made it here. Yeah. I was joking before how we talked about this game for 20 hours over the last two weeks. I'm ready for this this one to kick off. But yeah, make sure you join us for the post game right here on VEASAN. Matt and I will be going over all the props that cashed, didn't cash. Uh, if you're having a Super Bowl party today, I have an article up on VEASAN.com with a 15 15- prop party uh, sheet that you can print out okay. for all your guests. You can play that. We'll, we'll go through that as well on the show. 
I'm just excited for this game to go. I mean, this is doesn't have the juice from a, a scoring perspective that a lot of Super Bowls have had in the past, but from an X's and O's perspective, from a football nerd perspective, yeah. there is so much juice in this game. There really is, and that's going to be the chess match, especially early in the game where you know the Niners haven't scored in the first quarter all playoffs. They missed that field goal last week, and the Chiefs have been dominant. They've scored on every opening drive, whether it's been a field goal or a touchdown. So I think the strategy in the first part of the game and how the coaches come out is going to be really critical. Because like I said earlier, Mike, to Stormy, if the Chiefs have a lead in the fourth quarter, they got Mariano Rivera. Mahomes will close it out. It's going to be really interesting to see what these coaches do with the coin toss. Both of them love to defer. And so you would expect they defer, take the ball in the second half. I see a world where both of them want to have the football in the first quarter, though, and want to try and put a statement on this game and get a lead because having a lead is going to be so important in this football game for both teams. Do you have a a favorite bet in pocket? Because I'm sure that the, the number of bets you have is probably a lot. It's a couple. But your favorite. <laughs> I, mean, I got a page What's, of his yeah. bets over here. What, I mean, should we set, what should we set a total at on number of bets for Samich here today? I would what do say we think? Ten at least. Ten. So let's do a ten and a half. Over under ten and a half. Let's let's do twenty four and a half. Wow. <laughs> let's let's start there Love and see. It. We're, okay. We're, let's we're at least invested. Okay. So I know that this is a difficult <laughs> question to narrow down to your favorite one. But did you have one where you just looked at the sheet and you felt really really good about it right away? I did actually. Uh, and it's it's a little funky. It's not one of your traditional props, but give me second quarter as the highest scoring quarter in the football game, plus 165 right now. Wow. When you look at the general way these games play out, the third, or second and fourth quarter are going to be your two favorites. So right now, the fourth quarter plus 150, I think we have the wrong favorite here. I feel like the second quarter should be a lower number than the fourth quarter. You look at the Chiefs in the second half, they're 18-2 and two to the under, 19-1 to the under in the fourth quarter. And on top of that, if you look at their pace of play, they have the eighth fastest pace of play in the first half. They're bottom five in the NFL in pace of play in the second half. Yeah. And so I, if you have these two favorites, these two quarters that generally win, I'm going to take the second quarter at a bigger price than the fourth quarter when you have all of these things going against the fourth quarter being a high-scoring quarter. And that goes with the style of play, right? Everybody talks about, well, we've got to get the ball established to run. But really, what you just handicapped right there is establishing the lead. And then they're going to run the game. So if you said, what is the West Coast offense philosophy, right? If everybody, they think it's smash seven curl, 20 bingo cross, all that. It's not. It's we are going to throw the ball to get the lead. We're going to run the ball to keep the lead. And that's exactly what this chief team has done since Christmas Day, the loss to the Raiders. Both these teams are very capable of going on a six, seven minute drive to just grind out clock as well when they want to. They both have advantages in the run game. I expect to see a lot of running. Uh, to me, a good comp for this game is the, the Bills Chiefs game that we saw a couple weeks ago. That one goes over. You have a 27 24 final, so 51 points. But there were only 17 possessions in that game, and two of those 17 possessions ended in kneel downs. So just 15 real possessions in that football game. When you have that few possessions, offenses have to be perfect to have overs. To me, this is one of those games that just sets up to be a lot of longer possessions. You're going to see multiple five-minute possessions for both teams. That's going to drive the game under as well. So I, I have a Chiefs ticket at plus two and a half. I bet it open. And I have a under ticket at 48. I've actually rebet under 47 and a half twice more. So my biggest position in the game now is on the under 47 and a half. And you also, like that, a lot of that thought process is what encouraged me to, I did a same game teaser for this game and I teased the total up to 54 and a half. I did a 7.1 at the time um, and went under 54 and a half. And I saw looking at our sheet that you did that as well, pairing the Chiefs with the under. I did, yeah. I, I bet it right at the open. So I got two and a half and 48. Yeah. So got, got good numbers on both of those. 
have to pay the extra tax like your girl. Exactly, exactly. Because I wanted to get over 54, which sounds odd, because, but it is a kind of key number when you get up to totals that are that high. And the, the eight and a half with the Chiefs for me was important. I'm not a huge tease the total guy. But in a situation where you can get up to eight and a half or eight on one side, and really you only have one other option to go with it, I ended up teasing that that under down. Because I, I do think even looking at alt-unders is not a terrible mm. way to look at this game. I wouldn't be shocked if this is 20 to 17, 21, 14, somewhere in that range. You know, I like your other bet. Buckner's really reliable. Moody's not. The 49ers have only gone for it on fourth down 13 times all year. And so they don't typically go for it. But I think in this game, with Moody's uncertainty, they might go for it. Whereas Andy knows he can make a long field goal with Buckner. And you went with the Chiefs having the longest field goal. Yeah, I like that one quite a bit as well. Right now, minus 125 over at DraftKings.com. And when you break down the special teams, I think this is the part of the game that's not being discussed enough. The 49ers special teams are atrocious. They're giving up big punt returns, big kick returns. And then when you look at Moody, he's only 21 for 25 on the year. Bucker, on the other hand, 33 for 35. He's kicked a 58-yarder. He's kicked a 60-yarder. And the kicking conditions are going to be perfect inside this dome in yeah. Las Vegas. So I would be... Reed is more likely to go after a longer field goal, and Moody is more likely to miss a longer field goal. So for me, everything lines up for the Chiefs to kick the longest field goal in this spot. Wearing what I'm wearing today, I can only take so much 49ers hate, but I am so <laughs> I am in so much agreement with you on the special teams, and particularly uh, Jake Moody, which we've talked about it a little bit here on the show this past week, but do you think that that'll change Kyle Shanahan's thought process at all as it pertains to fourth downs in those situations because we they have not been a big fourth down team going for it throughout the season they haven't they haven't been a big two-point conversion team either I believe they're one of the few teams that has zero yeah. attempts for two points yeah. go so far this year so I don't think it's going to change Shanahan's style I think he'll still kick in a lot of situations because he's got that old school mentality where kicking is the right play and I you know I Sometimes I agree. Sometimes I disagree. Yeah. I think that's a lot about momentum and the situation of the game. But I would expect that, that he is going to kick. Another bet I have in my account is over three and a half field goals in this game because I do expect both coaches to take the points. Right. And we know the Chiefs have not been great in the red zone. I mean, they have not. They've gotten down and they've made the great play against Hamilton to Kelsey on that throw. But they haven't been as typically, you know, they haven't been dominant down the red area. And the, the Miami game should have been an over game. Yep. But it went under because they were so poor in the red zone. Interesting fact about the Chiefs' run defense as well. Everyone's been talking about how porous this Chiefs' run defense is. Since week 14, they're a top 10 run defense in the red zone. So when they really need to stop you, they have been able to stop you. And that's, it makes sense. You're able to get more men in the box, more men close to the line of scrimmage. You can play man on the outside with your corners, and you have more people who are able to stop the run. Yeah. Um, any other like quarterback props, receiving props, anything? I mean, I know the answer is yes, but particularly <laughs> ones that you like. Uh, let's talk a little about Rasheed Rice. Uh, I, I think he is in line to have a very big day today as well. We saw Baltimore be able to take Kelsey out of the game in the second half as much as anyone's been able to take Kelsey out of a playoff game. I think San Francisco comes out and replicates a lot of that coverage. And when you look at the weakness for the San Francisco defense, it's at the cornerback positions. Right. You can really beat them both short and deep. I think Rice has a big day today. Right now, his total sitting at 68 and a half. I took him as the leading wide receiver in the game. That's plus 320 over at DraftKings.com. And when you look at the target share, you think Kelsey gets it's all these targets, 91 passes in the playoffs, 27 to Kelsey, 25 to Rice. So it's almost an even target share for the two of them as well heading into this game. And Rice has got to deliver for him, right? He's got to be the guy that comes through. I know that people like to play the Valdez-Scantling because it's so low and all it needs is one catch for him to go over. But I, I think ultimately this is going to come down to the 49ers front, right? If the 49ers don't put pressure on Mahomes, 
all those receiving props are liable to hit. Ooh, help me out with this one. I ended up putting in a George Kittle plus 20 and a half yards head to head with Kelsey because I do have the hope slash thought process that San Francisco is going to hone in and try to eliminate Kelsey as much as possible as you referenced what replicating what happened in the second half last game. I, I agree with you, especially if the 49ers want to win this football game. They have to have success throwing the ball up the middle. Right. That's going to be a huge key for them with the with the perimeter defense that you're going to see from the Chiefs and the pressure that I expect them to be able to get with their front four, it's going to be all about can McCaffrey and can Kittle exploit those linebackers. And if the Chiefs are in man and they love playing man and Kelsey can break one tackle, he can rip off one of those longer receptions. Okay, hit, hit us again real quick. Final score and who your MVP is. Uh, 20 to 17 Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Sorry, Stormy. <laughs> It's Chiefs red, right? I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Why did we invite you on again? Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> I mean, you knew it was coming. I picked them I three know. straight weeks. I know, I know. The bandwagon and, is getting pretty crowded, though, let me uh, tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you a little nervous about that? Yes. I, mean, I mean, when you're on that side, I mean, we're going to hear it all day today. Well, the book's going to need the Niners. You mm -hmm. know what? And I'm pretty sick of it. All of the, you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. So let's put our money where our mouth is on this. We're going to look at Patrick Mahomes' props when we come back. See where Michael sits on all of these things. we got to get Samaj out of here because I can't get any more of this, this Chiefs love. No, thank you so much for the time. And again, make sure you tune in directly after the Super Bowl for a full breakdown with Mike Samaj and Matt Brown. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. There's never been a better time to have skin in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook than right now because we've got a VEASAN exclusive offer for new DraftKings customers. Earn a $500 bonus bet for every thousand you bet up to $2,500. Do not wait. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code VEASAN, V-S-I-N, when you sign up. And again, you'll earn a $500 bonus bet for every thousand dollars you bet right now up to $2,500. This is the Lombardi line presented by DraftKings. Use that bad boy here for Super Bowl Sunday. My goodness. We've Gotta never had it. an offer like that. That's unbelievable. That's really good. That's incredible, right? You yes. need to jump all over that one. That's like, 
Wow. That's yeah, too new customers. Too get, good to be true. Get Stormy. your friend to sign up. If you've got your own app, get your wife to sign up. Do whatever you got to do to take advantage of that offer. And uh, DraftKings notice, and they know that VSIN listeners are more invested than just an everyday casual better. And obviously, we're giving this for everybody. But if you want to play some bigger bets, that is the way to do it. That's the best deal that I've seen. I've seen DraftKings do, and it's special for us. VSIN again, the code there. But let's keep going. All of our our Super Bowl Fifty Eight talk. Chiefs uh, getting two points in this spot against the San Francisco. 49ers total 47 and a half and all of the argument all day every day is you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes of course you can't so so let's look at some of the numbers then for Patrick Mahomes in terms of props for the big game today passing yards set at 260 and a half completions 25 and a half attempts 36 and a half and that one's got some juice on it to the over minus 130 so you got to bet 130 dollars to win your 100 back passing touchdowns over under one and a half that over also juiced very high minus 175 well i think you know this is a little bit of a misconception because i think these numbers and that rhetoric about mahomes is 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 trending because of past years not this year when you look at the games that he has thrown the ball 33 times or less he's undefeated because they have upped the carries of Pacheco from 14 in the regular season to 21 in the postseason. If you look at the games where he's thrown the ball over 40 times in the season, you know, Las Vegas, 43, 44 times lost. Buffalo, 43 times lost. You know, Philadelphia, 43 times he lost. Kansas, the Charger game, early in the season, he threw it 42 times. Now, in a playoff game, he threw it 41 against the, the, the Dolphins in that 33-degree weather day. It, it wasn't perfect. He's 56 point, 56%. So, to me, as I was saying to Samich when he was walking out of here, this rhetoric that it's Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. Mahomes is going to be the closer if they're ahead. Mm-hmm. But in terms of how they have to play, it's going to be a balanced attack. Yeah, and I mean, you've used the quote time and time again that Andy Reid hates running the football, but he hates losing more, and they have adjusted the game plan and that offensive philosophy significantly. Well, they have to have – we had Baldy on this week, right? And Baldy talked about their offensive line, the strength being inside with Tooney, with Creed Humphrey, and Davis, right? And now they lose Tooney, so they have to put Nick Allegretti. And then the strength Mm -hmm. of the 49ers besides Bosa is their inside players. So this game comes down to the offensive line. And if you leave Donovan Smith and and Jawan Taylor out there on an island against Bosa or against Randy Gregory or even Chase Young, I mean, this is going to put a lot of pressure on Mahomes. Look, we see this. When you go back and watch all the games of Mahomes where he hasn't played his best, including the game in Kansas City when the, the Bengals come back from that halftime deficit and win the game in overtime, it's been the pressure of the front. I don't have any bets on on Patrick Mahomes props with I, I would have interest in potentially his rushing yards over the 27 and a half. I think that's very reasonable to see him get after it. But I liked what you were talking about earlier with he's the type of player that even if throughout the course of the game, if they stick to a more run centric type of an approach in the fourth quarter, if he needs to put the team on his back, he is the quarterback that you're going to trust a lot in those moments. And we had Chris Russo on the show, the mad dog himself earlier this week at Media Row, very complimentary of the Chiefs QB1. I do love the Chiefs to win the game. I know you've been all over this Mahomes thing, and uh, you said losing, it last week. He's not losing a Purdy. I'm sorry. No way. Where would you put Mahomes if he wins this one? I think Mahomes is, you've heard me all week, I think he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. I think, to me, if I had a game to win for my life, I would take Mahomes. But I can't say he's the best of all time, necessarily, because he's got two Super Bowls, and Brady's got seven, Montana's right. got four. 
How do you feel about the the argument that we're seeing so much of? Like, it's Mahomes versus Purdy in this I, game. I, well, it's never that argument. That's the same thing. It's it's Brady's won the Super Bowls. Belichick did nothing. I mean, it's it's not the case. I mean, the Chiefs are here because their defense has played so well. And they, as Mike Samich said, they've been very good in the red zone. They've kept Buffalo out of the red zone. They were able to win that game. Baltimore, they turned the ball over in the red zone with their defense. So to me, this is it's never about one quarterback versus the other. What it comes down to is who can play a complimentary game based on how the game is going to go. Right. And I think to me, that's where Andy Reid. Why is this why is Mahomes so good with the lead? Because most quarterbacks with that that are not named Patrick Mahomes, when the game is tight, people are a little worried about, is he going to protect the ball? We might have to run it here. The play sheet narrows down. With Mahomes, Andy Reid has no narrowing of his play sheet no matter what the game is. He's just going to put the ball in his hands and say, Patrick, go make a play. And he's got enough movement in his in, in his athleticism to run with it if he has to. He's very problematic for defense coordinators because he can take off and get a run. You know, but you don't know if he's going to run. He could then move around the pocket. He steps up, he goes out, and he makes a play down the field. He can close the game out, which that is why he is so good. Same thing with Brady. Brady, there was no limits to what we could do offensively when Brady had the lead. I also loved um, just the portion of the conversation that we had with Mad Dog when he was on with us, talking about how there's a difference between like most talented and best and greatest and best winner. And like there's there's different categories and so for him, just Patrick Mahomes, he said, is the best quarterback he's ever seen. But Brady is the best win, the best well, winning quarterback, but right? But they have and a lot different. of commonalities because they both have won Super Bowls with different style of yeah. teams. And that's really important. They can adjust their play to the style. You know, the one year that Brady won, they didn't throw the, the, the run game really carried him. It was a two-back offense. The last Super Bowl, they struggled to, to get going against the, the Rams. But for me... That's what great players do. They find a way at the right moment to make the right play, and that's why he's so good. But, you know, look, his rushing attempts, I mean, he's had f- multiple games this year of over, what? what is his over rushing yard total here? 27 and a half. 27. I mean, he's had multiple games of over Might have 28. gone up, though. Yeah, he's I'll had multiple looking. games. I, I would like that on an overplay because it's 25 and a half. It went down. It went down. I, he's going to take off. There's no question. Now, this is a zone team, Okay. This is a zone team, and if you take off with a zone team, you, all eyes are on the quarterback, right? But where he gets an advantage is in the displacement takeoff, where he steps up in the pocket, he moves to his right, and now all of a sudden the receivers are running and people are trying to cover him. The zone becomes man, and that's when he takes off and runs. So we talked about it with Vison, host of The Handle, Mike Somich, moments ago. He has the Chiefs winning this game, Patrick Mahomes to be his MVP. He also likes Rasheed Rice overs. Travis Kelsey, though, is being bet in just about every way you can imagine, whether it's his over 68 and a half receiving yards, his over six and a half receptions. If you look at the receiving props market in terms of what's getting bet the most on DraftKings right now, I, I mentioned earlier Kyle Juszczyk, his him to get one reception or more is the most bet receiving prop in the top five. The other four are all involving Travis Kelsey, his alt receiving yards of 50 plus, his alt receiving yards of 60 plus, of 70 and a half, his receptions number that we just referenced. So people are all over this 
Travis Kelsey in a big game, Taylor Swift in attendance. It, it, it is. It's, it's one of those things everybody thinks he's going to have a big day on the biggest stage. It's unbelievable how just because she's at the game and they're dating, it's going to take it's everything funny. over, right? I mean, like... The script is in, Michael. Don't you know? I know, but we're not, you know, this isn't Steve <laughs> Goldman running out right, right in a Hollywood play, a Hollywood movie. I mean, at some point, that you know, Steve Wilkes and the 49ers are not dumb. They know they got to take Kelsey out of the game. You know, and I, Just I think easier said than done, too. It is. It is. I mean, he had 121 targets during the season. He had 93 catches. He only averaged 10.6. He's just slightly above that now in terms of his production. They get him the football. There's no question. Mm. There's no, you know, they run bubbles. They do all sorts of things because Kelsey isn't truly a tight end. Kelsey's a wide receiver, and that's where he's so effective. But, you know, they got to have the right matchup on him. They're not a... This is where I think Mahomes' completion number is higher, and I took this with Russo because if they're zoned, there's so many easy throws for Mahomes mm. in this, and it starts and ends with Kelsey because he's going to be able to – what when his catch percentage this year was 77%, which is typical for tight ends because you're throwing the ball in the middle of the field. Well, and we do know playoff Kelsey is a different dude, despite him taking a little bit of a step back at 34 years old in the regular season this year, first year in a while that he didn't reach the thousand yard mark in the regular season. He's been awesome in the playoffs. He's caught 16 of his last 17 passes. He is Mahomes' go-to guy. And for any of our new listeners this week who are watching and getting involved in the betting markets because of the Taylor Swift phenomena, when Taylor Welcome. Swift is in attendance, Kelsey averages 78 and a half receiving yards per game. And for those inquiring minds, yes, she has landed in Las Vegas yesterday. I She's saw that. Be ready to go. I saw that plane. It was <laughs> impressive. I said to Millie, I said, "Wow, look at that plane." She, she's one of the richest people in the world. Why wouldn't she have a nice yeah. plane? Like I, I didn't. I wasn't trying to say she wouldn't, but I mean, I was impressed by the plane. Absolutely. I'm still shocked though that DraftKings opened the how many times we would see Taylor Swift on screen at four and a half. That thing got bet up so fast. Four and a half is not nearly enough. I think you got to tie it to the catches, to Kelsey's to catches. The, yeah, to the catches, to the anytime touchdown, because then you could get multiple cutaways for the same react. If they win, there's going to be even more, which, you know, we don't want that. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.